Welcome to Joiners, the podcast with Tim and Danny, where we explore the world of hospitality by chatting with its most colorful characters. Hello, Danny. Hello, Tim. I have some bad news for you. Oh. Well, it's news of an injury. Oh, okay. Okay, so you remember I got Matt Haddock, producer of the pod, a knife for his birthday? I do, I do. And did I tell you about how I gifted it with a penny? You know about that, right? Of course. Maybe for the listeners. I don't know if we, I can't remember if we've discussed this on the pod, but in tradition, you're supposed to give, if you give somebody a knife, it could be symbolic of severing that friendship. And so to get around that, the loophole is to gift it with a penny. So they give you the penny, they buy the knife. Yeah, exactly. You. So they're returning the penny to you. So I did that with Matt. I, Matt lives in, you know, Did you give him the a West cursed Coast. penny, though? The penny wasn't cursed to my knowledge. <laughs> um, but When you found it on the ground, was it face up or face down? I didn't find it on the ground. Okay, good. good. It came from my change drawer. Um, but Matt lives on the West Coast, so yep. the knife was shipped there. Yep. And I sent it with a postcard with a nice birthday greeting, and I taped a penny to the postcard. Then Matt came and visited for... Eh, I don't know when he was here. It doesn't matter. But when he came, he brought the penny with him. So transaction close. Nice. You sure All it was good. the same penny? It was because it was still taped to. Oh. He brought the whole postcard. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, and then I was I was very I was like you know this is a sharp knife. Be careful. And the reason I got him a knife is because last time I was at his house in California. Yeah. Um, I was preparing some citrus for cocktails and i noticed that the knives in the kitchen were very Quite dull. dull yeah. yeah so i'm like all right so i'm like you know it may take some getting used to with this new sharp knife yeah so fast forward a couple months oh and uh, i get a video sent to me and it's matt driving to the hospital <laughs> with a bandage oh on his thumb gosh. because he had uh he had sliced oh, no. off what he described as a dime-sized piece of flesh oh. from the tip of his thumb wow. while hastily chopping, uh, I think, onions or something for, like, a red sauce. Holy cannoli. Yeah. And um, it That's reminded sweet. me of a, an injury I had when I was a kid because I, I don't know if you know this, Danny, but I don't have a pad or, like, I don't have um, a fingerprint on my thumb. Oh, I thought that was just because you were an international man of mystery. Well, that's why I was able to become an international man of mystery. <laughs> you, you is because I, I don't, I can't be traced. But I don't, you can kind of see at the tip of my thumb, there's wow. no fingerprint. And that's because when I was four years old, um, it will sound strange, but I was curling a ribbon with my mom. Mm. It was like Christmas time. We were yeah. wrapping gifts. I don't know why a four-year-old was wrapping gifts. I especially don't know why four year old curling ribbon with a samurai sword or just a regular pair no, of scissors. No, I, I hadn't gotten. The, I got the samurai sword for Christmas that year, so I hadn't gotten it yet. It was still <laughs> right. under the tree at the time of the incident. I was trying to figure out the chronology of the samurai sword. Yeah, you know, I know. Yeah, I was four, almost five. Um, but I was curling ribbon, which insane. Like you have two kids. Yeah, yeah. four is around their age. Could yeah. you imagine them curling ribbon with a pair of scissors? I no, I mean I could imagine Ruby, but not Arthur. Melissa Tierney. (laughs) (laughs) Very funny. Um, But anyway, I slipped, and I remember looking down and seeing a ring of blood kind of go around that. You're like, that ain't no ribbon-sized piece. Yeah, and I just I looked at my mom, and she looked at me, and we both looked at my thumb, and I started crying. And um, man, that's wild. Well, she must have trusted you a lot as a four-year-old to be yeah putting you in that position. Yeah, really a weird. uh, weird thing to do together with your (laughs) four-year-old but anyway my sister was at school and um my mom had to take me to the hospital and it was like liz's christmas pageant like uh you know yeah christmas uh, recital or whatever she was the christmas octopus uh is it the lobster (laughs) yeah the christmas lobster yeah um 
And so she, my mom sent the babysitter, our babysitter, to go. And Liz is like, where's my mom? And he's like, oh, there was an accident. <laughs> There's an accident. <laughs> so Liz is, like, still holding that against me. Um, oh, because your mom didn't show up? Nobody showed up except our babysitter <laughs> went and sat in the audience. Yeah. So my bad. Oh, man. They hadn't invented a Melissa Tierney mask at that point that your babysitter could have worn. Yeah, no, the Melissa Tierney mask was not... Uh, <laughs> not been integrated yeah, into the family. It was yeah. still in research and development. <laughs> um, oh, man. There's actually a few tie-ins from that story to this week's guest. That's right. I don't want to give away kitchen too accidents. much. Yeah. <laughs> well, Tim will. Yeah, no, no. It's, uh, I mean, how else could you interpret that? No, I was going to say someone who has great knife skills. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. We'll go with that. Yeah. More yes. positive. This week's guest is Sandra Hall from Florial Bakery. If you know pastries, you've been to her spot. It's, it's a favorite in Chicagoland. Yeah, classic. Been around for a long time. Um, we sat down with Sandra to talk about how she found herself owning a bakery. Kind yeah. Of the, how it grew from farmer's markets to where it is now. And uh, it was cool. I had not met her prior to this, but I consider her a friend now. It was a good conversation. Yeah, so without further ado, please enjoy our conversation with Sandra Hall. Hello, welcome. (laughs) Welcome in. (laughs) Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, so we're big fans of Florial. Um, my wife and I actually, that was like one of the last things that we ate together before we had our first kid. Oh. And we would always come and uh, get the passion fruit tart. We were, what were we doing on that, in that part of town? There was something that brought us over there, and every time we were, we would be like, gotta stop at Florial. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Is that the last time you were in? Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, that's a good question. And it's how been old a minute. is your child? Yeah. <laughs> it's 50 years old. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, this is a few years back. I mean, it was probably the last time I was there, but this, he, he's six years old. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the pandemic is like a fast forward button in all of our lives. It's really, yeah. it's a void of time. Yeah. Bring him in, we'll sugar him up and, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and let him run around. Yeah. Shannon used to work in Lincoln Park at uh, Interior Define on Armitage and it was, she'd always grab floral on her way home. It's a nice treat. Yeah. It's such a great spot. Thank you. We usually don't start with just super compliments. Usually it's <laughs> insults to start. We do Generally we, we, we <laughs> roast each other for the first 10 minutes and then we remember we have a guest here and oh shoot. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, such a beautiful space and also like the upper level. How did you find that building? Oh man, it was a uh, it was a long search. So my stepdad is in construction. Okay, and that so helps. He he really helped a lot because I walked into that building and I was like, what a dump! It was like dark. It was two floors, so you didn't have all that light um, that comes in from the second floor. Mm-hmm. When I first saw it, but he said, oh, you know what you could do here? Move the stairway, open this up. There's clear story up there. Um, it's going to be a beautiful space. And I was like, okay, I trust you. You can see things that I can't see. Yeah. Um, And he was right. Were you always looking in that neighborhood for a spot? We were looking more um, kind of the Milwaukee corridor. This was back in, God, when was it? Um, Late, maybe 2008, 2009. Okay. And I thought, oh, you know, it'd be so cool to be over there. Um, but I think it did make sense to stay in Lincoln Park because that's where we started at the mm-hmm. Green City Market. And um, a lot of our customers like live right there. So. And was the goal to always have a brick and mortar place or you were like, let's do Green City Market and kind of see what happens? Absolutely. It was, um, I didn't, we got here, I didn't know where to work. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, next thing I knew, I was pregnant, and I was like, oh, shit, you know. <laughs> who's going to want – I mean, it's hard, like, being yeah. a woman and in a kitchen. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I, I thought, well, I might as well try something myself and um, started at the Green City Market. And bit by bit, I gained confidence. I was like, oh, people like this stuff. We're making good food. Um, there's not a lot like this in Chicago. And, and so, yeah, uh, I think the dream was ar- always there, but I wasn't sure that we would be able to do it. Yeah. So were there certain metrics you were waiting for to open your own brick and mortar? Or is there like an inflection point that you could point to where it was like, I'm ready? Wow. Um, I don't think you're ever ready. (laughs) (laughs) You're never ready. Um, But that really didn't stop me. I think I was young enough and kind of dumb enough. And um, that seems to be the theme is people were like, I was, yeah, I was young or naive enough to think I could do it. And then I figured it out. Yeah. (laughs) Certainly my career path. Yeah. Yeah. Same with us. And still figure it out. (laughs) Like, I I don't know what I'm doing still is what I always say. Like, there's so much to learn. Um, Yeah. So, so it was part of the dream and, and step by step we got there. So let's take a step back. You studied French. I did. That was your major? Well, it started out as biology. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I went and studied abroad in the south of France, and I was there for a year. And I took biology classes when I was in France at the university, but they all transferred back as French credits. Oh, so oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So was there any French language in those classes? Yes, oh, 100%. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Was, it was really hard. So it was all you, in French. Yeah. What year of college was that? My junior year. Okay. So, I mean, I assume you studied French in high school. I studied French in high school, and I kept up with it through um, through college as well. I, I took classes. Yeah. It was going to be my minor. Um, but I got back, and I had enough credits to kind of graduate more quickly with a French degree. And, yeah. and I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, so. Where are you from originally? I'm from Rockford, Illinois. Oh, wow, okay. Mm-hmm. I was just out in Rockford two what? weekends ago. Doing what? Tim um, loves a League of Their Own, so anytime he can oh, go study the, League of Their I Own. I was in a League of Their Own, actually. I was an extra. <laughs> that is you true. were? Yeah. yeah. My whole family was. We were. Uh, I was five years old. <laughs> oh, my god. So that make my sister eight, and then my parents. So one time I saw my dad without a beard. He uh, They oh, made him shave his it? beard because they did, <laughs> it was not so era funny. appropriate. I remember my dad came home. We had to do like. I never uh, got this piece of the story. Uh, we had to go to like this casting call, and it was basically like if you, you know, if you could stand in one place for long enough, they'd, they'd give <laughs> you wardrobe. Yeah, but my dad came home without a beard, and we're like, "Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Who is that guy?" Yeah, my sister started crying, which oh. is like classic Liz. Um, but yeah, that uh, and then we were out. Shannon and I were out. Um, my dad uh, lives out in Harvard, Illinois. Oh yeah, sure. And um, so we go out there most weekends, and we're like, maybe we should. We like to go picking so we're like maybe we'll check out the antique malls in rockford then we got there and we're like let's head back yeah yeah (laughs) i I didn't make it to beefaroo we did go to portillo's though oh yeah we have a portillo's now nice oh beefaroo is kind of good my nephew worked there every every teenager works there it's like a it's a fast food is it only in rockford i I think there are many locations, but I think the original is there. Because yeah. every food list you look at in Rockford, everyone's like, you got it. Check out Beefaroo. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a funny name. Yeah. For me. yeah. There's some Scandinavian <laughs> restaurant we went to, but it was like an hour wait. So we just... Oh, the Norwegian? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what it was. I haven't been. Norwegian. My parents love it. It's supposed to be really good. Mm-hmm. It has really nice reviews. Yeah, how um, often do you go back? Not as often as my family would want me to go. Yeah, there's, um, some, it's, there's some really beautiful parts of Rockford, though, like the homes along the river. It's oh, it's yeah. very, yeah. very fancy. Yeah. That's cool. Not in the gray winter, though. It's, uh, it's kind of depressing. 
But anyway, all right. So you grew up in Rockford, and then you went to school in Colorado. Yeah. Was that intentional? Like, I, were you drawn to the to the to the state? I guess the, the mountains and. Um, I love the mountains. Yeah. Um, I as a kid. Um, I, it's kind of a long story, but we would ski there when time. I was a kid. Long stories are a specialty. <laughs> we would ski there every year, um, and and yeah, I always loved it there. My brother was there as well. Um, older brother. Older brother. So you know, we want to follow the older brother. Same school. No, no, he ended up going to school in Kansas, and oh. I actually graduated before him, and he's five years older than me. Wow. <laughs> he Stick that? it to the brother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Now it's public record. Yep, yep. So, I hope he doesn't listen. <laughs> so did you finish in three three years then? Because you had your tra- your credits transferred? Or how no, no, no. I still finished this? in four years. Oh, okay. I just didn't want to keep going yeah. for like another semester. So yeah. was like, get me. I was ready to get out of college too. Yeah. By the, it's by funny. The I, yeah, I had a similar story in terms of like I became a Spanish major, which really just because I'd studied abroad and I came back with all those credits, it it just freed me up to like take the classes I wanted to take Yeah. because if I had been an English major, I would have had a lot more required classes Mm -hmm. in subjects I didn't have much interest in. So having the Spanish major done allowed me to kind of fulfill. Did you have a minor? Yeah. It was like in English and creative writing. Mm. Yeah. So it just kind of flip flopped. That's what I did too. I flip flopped. Yep. Yeah. It's nice. Frees you up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. were you were you baking? At what point did that catch on? Were you do, that wasn't all. a college thing? Were you like going to the fancy pastry shops in France when you were there? When I was in France, absolutely. Yeah. Like I just I the boulangeries. Yeah. yeah. There was. Uh, I feel like I growing up in Rockford. Like I don't think I ever had a croissant. I mean, something maybe called a croissant yeah. or yeah, a crescent roll, yeah. like those Pillsbury ones, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, which are great when they're warm. Um, but yeah, like I, I never had, I, d- I didn't come from like a foodie household at all. Like I came from a diet household where it was like fat is bad um, and and we ate lots of snackles, cookies and everything was fat free. Hmm. So I go to France and um, I'm like, what is this? They're like warm pastries. I was eating them every day. I like went nuts. Um, but I didn't know that I wanted to cook even then. But like, was that a part of the draw of going to the south of France to study abroad? Like, were you interested in any culinary component or you were just wanting no. to be in France? I no, just, man, I biology. Be, yeah, biology. <laughs> yeah. No, south I wanted, of France, the home of <laughs> biology studies. I wanted to be away. I wanted to see another culture. I wanted to spend the semester abroad and, and you know, broaden my horizons. I guess looking yeah. back, that's what I was doing. Once you got there, did you find that your uh, French was... Terrible. Enough. Oh, no, it was bad. <laughs> no, it was awful. I was like, what are they saying? And why can't they understand me? Yeah. And did, by the time you left, had it, did, was there a marked difference? There was a marked difference. Absolutely. That's good. But it wasn't, you know, I went back again after um, graduating from college. I went there and taught for a year. Oh, sweet. Um, and that's when I really became proficient in the language. And um, Do you keep up with it now? My husband's French. Oh, so not that that means go. we speak French. It, we like speak this mix of French and English. It's it's a mess. Um, yeah. But you neither, could speak it if you wanted to. I could if I wanted to. And and I do. Although it's it's tiring, you know, like yeah. switching back and forth with languages. And yeah, especially those two. 
English before <laughs> yeah, Edshits. You mentioned a daughter at least, mm-hmm. so there's at least one child. Do they speak French? Yeah, so my daughter Stella, she's a senior in high school, which well. kind of blows my mind still. Um, and she's gone to the French school since she was three. Um, okay. So, yeah, she's fluent in French and English, um, but she's definitely more com- comfortable in English. Yeah. Okay, so you're in France the first time, enjoying all of the, the bounty of French pastry. Yeah, and French wine. Not <laughs> yeah. that it was good wine. It was probably like two-buck chuck that we were drinking. And yeah. It was just... But at what point were you like, ah, oh, this could be a part of my life? So fast forward, um, I came... So after being in France the second time, I came back and was working in marketing and got laid off, dot-com bubble. Um, Where was this? In San Francisco. Oh, okay. Oakland, San Francisco. And, you know, just being out there, everyone loves food. Food is, like, I don't know, everyone's always talking about food. I had never been in a culture like that where, where food was for enjoyment. It wasn't just for sustenance. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I started to get, like, excited about food, and I started to um, volunteer in a kitchen um, called Project Open Hand, where I was just prepping vegetables, like cutting, you know, 40 pounds of onions or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, I like this. I like not being in front of a computer. I like not cold calling people. Oh, my oh God. Oh, God. The worst. <laughs> um, what were you selling? <laughs> <laughs> so I worked for, like, it was an environmental cleaning. Um, oh, okay. Um, environmental sort of cleanup company. This is really sexy. And, and they, they made <laughs> pumps for landfills. Okay. So, like, I don't know. These pumps, like, got rid of landfill juice. Can we, can, can we hear your pump pitch? <laughs> oh, I don't even remember it. Okay, like, fine. I feel like that was, what, a year in my... <laughs> yeah, that's my nightmare, cold calling anybody. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Tim and I always talk about how we're very bad salesmen. Terrible. Because uh, <laughs> we just don't like to, like, push. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm too self-conscious. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, here, buy this thing. It puts pressure to make your <laughs> okay, product don't. even better because <laughs> you need the product to sell itself. Agreed, agreed. Yeah. Okay, so you so you start to catch on to the foodie culture. What were some of the spots in San Francisco at the time that you were hitting up? Do you remember? Oh, I mean, there's always Chez Panisse and, yeah, and yeah. Zuni Cafe and... Classics. Um, God, I, I can't remember. I feel like also, anytime you go back to San Francisco, everything is different. I mean, those places yeah. still exist, of yeah. course, but... Did you make it to Swan Oyster Depot? Well, yeah. Yeah. That was a place that, I mean, classic spot. Michael Nagrin told me uh, told me to check that out last time I was in San Francisco. I was like, this place is amazing. That's the type of place where you're like, I want this to be here forever. It will be. It was very cool. Yeah. Line, uh, line out the door. Very tiny spot, though. Counter service. Yeah. So so then from, from volunteering, I, I ended up going deciding to go to culinary school. There were culinary students that were also working through that kitchen for production, um, at the same, at the school you ended up going to? Uh, at the, well, the place I was volunteering, the, the culinary students would also work there. Oh, wait. So, so that's the, how you learned about the culinary school? I was school? like, oh, there's a school for, for learning to cook. Yeah. But oh, I mean, cool. is it this, that's the, sc- the school they were studying at. That's where you ended up going, that's right? That's where I ended so up going. So that was your inn. That was my inn. Okay. And how far was that from, I mean, what was it called? California Culinary Yeah, Institute? yeah. It was, it was like uh, yeah. Academy. Academy, yeah. CCA. now defunct. Oh, okay. um, like so many culinary schools. Yeah, really. Um, so that was kind of across the street from Project Open oh, Hand. Easy. So. And was that full time or was that like a night thing? I went full time. Okay. Yeah. And how like, long is that program? I think it was nine months. Okay. Pretty intensive. Yeah. Yeah. Every day you were there for, 
I don't know, six, eight hours or something. Do you remember the first lesson that blew your mind? <laughs> the first lesson that blew my mind. Wow. Um, in what way? Clear- what <laughs> no, just like you were, you came into it expecting one thing and you're like, wow, like this is like my or aha like moment. way harder than you expected. Yeah. Or you just felt like. I was so excited to be there. Yeah. I like I was like the nerdy kid who was going home with a bag of potatoes and learning how to make sure I was cutting everything perfectly. Yeah, you were stoked. Uh, I was really excited to be there. And I think a little bit older. I mean, it really wasn't that old, but a little older than like the 18-year-olds. Oh, yeah. There were some kids coming out of high school, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, wanted to get everything I could out of it. And in culinary school, can you kind of tell, what's the grading system? Is there, is it, how does that work? Can you kind of tell like who the top students are? I mean, everyone's vying to be the top student, right? Like everyone's um, there pretty seriously. No, yeah. I guess yeah. If you, it's so specific that you probably don't see too many people who are just there because the parents were like, "You have to do something." Well, yeah. but we've yeah. heard from like Juan Kim or some others maybe about a Juan ripped on his school. <laughs> yeah, but I, so I'm. Yes, there are people who want to succeed and want to be the top, but it seems like there are plenty of other people who are just like randomly there yeah. and just like, I think that I might have been that like, specific yeah. school in Chicago that Juan right, was talking yeah. about. Maybe that's how he made it seem. Right? <laughs> well, you know, just like it in college or anything, like some people are, yeah, really some are better than and, others. Yeah. 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 I just remember it was a lot of fun. It was competitive, um, but like friendly competitive. You're just mm-hmm. really trying to do your best and wow each other and wow your, your, your chef. And what part did like pastry and baking make up of the culinary school? Two classes. Out of yeah, it's not much, many. is it? Somebody else said that. Maybe Anna Posey. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's nothing compared to everything else. You know, like I feel like you spend more time in butchery than you do mm-hmm. in baking and pastry. Yeah. Were you like, man, I wish I had more of this, these classes? Yeah, yeah. I, I, honestly, until like it was time to get my externship, I still thought I was going to stay in culinary and um, and I was trying to get an externship in um, at Citizen Cake, which is has like a pastry side to it, which I, I was excited about. But oh my God, I like kept on making appointments to go there and meet with the chef and and like try to get this externship set up. And they kept blowing me off. Ugh. And it was called Citizen Cake, and and pastry is only a small part of it? Yeah, it was a restaurant. It, was it a restaurant. sounds exactly huh. like it would be 100% yeah. Yeah. pastry. <laughs> yeah. insane well, name. Elizabeth Faulkner is the, is the chef, or was the chef there. It's now closed. but um, And she's really an amazing pastry chef. Um, but I guess um, a good cook as w- well. Was an externship yeah. required for the yeah. curriculum? Okay. Yeah. So you ended up at Tartine. Yeah. I left crying, yeah. like, well, not <laughs> kind of crying yeah. in my car um, and drove over to Tartine from Citizen Cake after I'd been, like, rebuffed several times. Yeah. Walked in there and um, was like, hi, I want an internship or externship. And they said, give us a second. And I sat down with Liz um, Pruitt and... She said, okay, we'll get back to you. Like, by the time I got home, she called me, hmm. and it was all set up. And, wow. And, God, I feel like I was in the right place at the right time. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Seems like a big win. Did Does an externship, is that a paid thing? Oh, hell no. It's just because it be, <laughs> yeah. That's because it's... Uh, paid an experience. Paid an experience. Course credits. Yeah. Yeah. High um, fives. I think some people, like, probably that's more paid now. I think, actually, in San Francisco, they have to pay. Yeah, it's like a state. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. Um, which is fair. I yeah. mean, I worked my butt off. Yeah, I really worked really hard because I wanted to stay there. Like I wanted to be there and 
and learn and it was really an exciting place to be like it was just getting off the ground I think they've been open maybe two years and and there was just a lot of good energy there a lot to learn you know farmers coming in the door with with citrus and mm. and people coming in with flowers every day like, how did it differ from the pastry classes that you had taken in school I feel like the pastry classes in school are they set you up to work in a bakery um, Maybe that's not focused on seasonality. That's not focused on, you know, using the best products. Mm, yeah. um, it's really like, um, you know, make this tart shell, put some pastry cream in it, put a slice of kiwi, three raspberries, and, and a fanned <laughs> out strawberry. Cover it with like this gross, like glaze. thick glaze yeah. and <laughs> keep it in a case for a week. And that's not that's delicious. Not what did. <laughs> yeah. It's not delicious. And it's, um, yeah, it just doesn't. Why would you do that in California? Yeah, yeah right. You have so, you much have access, so much access. access. Yeah. So, um, is there like a uh, pastry renaissance? <clears throat> is there a time? I feel like just because, from my own experience, it seems like around that time is when pastry was kind of getting away from that glazed, fanned strawberry and becoming, you know, I think mixing in more savory mm-hmm. dishes. Is that? Is there a time you can point to to that or that you noticed or was it just kind of has that world always existed and maybe it's just more popular now? That's a great question. Um, So since that's the first place that I really worked, I thought that's how it was everywhere. Mm. Um, I and so, you know, I came here to Chicago and I was like, where am I going to work? There's (laughs) what brought you to Chicago? Um, Oh, boy. Uh, (laughs) I feel like there's so (laughs) many long stories. So um, my husband and I were planning to move to France like. And, you know, my family is in um, Rockford. Did he grow up in France? Mm-hmm. Okay. Paris, born and raised. And I was like, ooh, let's move to France. I can cook there and probably gain a lot more experience. Um, but anyway, so so we were here. He, we were waiting for his green card. Mm. And it wasn't coming and it wasn't coming. He he was um, not let into the country once, like around 9-11, and that's been on his record oh, ever wow. since. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, um, so it was taking a lot longer than it should have to get his green card. Um, and we couldn't really leave until he got that, because when you're in the process, you're, you're not allowed to leave. It's kind of stuck, yeah. yeah. Is yeah. that like the type of process where you just you do all your paperwork and you send it off and you just wait? It's just yeah, you have an interview. Um, I mean, we did the interview. We did yeah. everything. Um, and then you wait. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's just indefinite. It's like mm-hmm. it could be a month. It could be a year. You yeah. just have, you don't know. You don't oh, know. You don't brutal. know. So, well, um, at least this is like the France of the Midwest, you know. That's oh, true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Were you guys living in Chicago then? Yeah, yeah. Because okay. I, uh, my other option was to be in Rockford and work at Panera or something, which no. Beefaroo. Beefaroo. <laughs> could have been Beefaroo. <laughs> um, yeah. So we were here and we thought it wasn't going to be that long. And then. I don't know, we, we started to, to look around at, at what was here, and it was pretty obvious that Chicago is a city with amazing food and not a lot of pastry, like not a lot of bread and pastry, um, and this is in 2005. Okay, yeah. There was a real hole in the market. and Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. So um, were, you, were you working at that time that you were in Chicago? Were you working like another job? Before you... Uh, no, no, no. Matthew was working, and I was, like, trying to figure out what I was going yeah. to do. Because um, he can work from anywhere. He's just, you know, yeah. a computer guy. Is he 
I mean, does he regret like, do you guys have regrets that you never moved to France? Do you talk about that? I don't honestly like as yeah. I, I think I started to get cold feet I got a little yeah. like I mean obviously it worked out I'm not saying it, that it didn't yeah it's no just, I think like looking back I'm a little bummed out that we didn't do that because I think you know I don't have a ton of experience like I worked at one place and I was like I'm gonna open my own place <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I probably could have learned a little more before you know jumping in yeah. head first but it's how it worked out I think my mother-in-law and my father-in-law are still not super happy that yeah. we never yeah. go there. How often do you go there? We try to go once a year. Okay. Um, we were back this summer for a wedding and um, and visiting family. So you reference some lessons that were maybe tough in the beginning. What do you remember some of those lessons, some of the, the learning curve of opening Florial? Oh, boy. Specifically yeah. from a business standpoint? You mean? Sure. I mean, you said... It's like you'd had experience at one significant place, obviously Tartine. Yeah. And then open Florial. And you're like, I could have afforded to have some more experience before I did that. Yeah. Having some other perspectives would have been great because you work at Tartine and you think like, oh, cool. I got to have my own bakery and there's going to be a line out the door and and easy. We're going to do this much per day. Yeah. You're starting <laughs> at the top. Yeah. yeah. yeah um, so it was a little bit of like, oh, no, 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 no. And the, the market probably wasn't ready yet. Like you said, there was a hole. You have to train the customer on. It's a pretty sweet pastry. location, though. Yeah. It turned out to be a really great location. And I think we built um, customers by being at the farmer's market. And we had like a really good following at the farmer's market. But Yeah, that was Green, green City Market, Green City right? Market. So how, how did that come about? You just started? I applied to Green City Market and we just, I worked out a kitchen in Chicago um, and baked. What, do, what does that application process look like? I remember it being really tedious. Like really? you have <laughs> to like say everything that you're going to make for the whole year. College oh, transcripts. Where you're, yeah, you're, where you're going to source each of the ingredients, like what percentage of each ingredient. Oh, and it was, comes from like a local. Yeah. And everything was paper back then. Like now oh, I think yeah. it's a like Google form or something. Yeah. Who was running Green City Market at the time? Do you remember? Um, Abby Mandel was still around. Um, and I think the person, uh, there was a guy named Dennis maybe who was the market manager. Yeah. And what were the first things that you served or sold there? Yeah, we did galettes. So we still do galettes. I think I put one in the box for you guys. Oh, Thank nice. you so much. Thank you. So those are, um, I think it's really the perfect pastry for a farmer's market because you've got flaky pastry that stays the same every time and you just fill it with whatever produce you're seeing. So um, right now, of course, it's apples because we're dealing with storage apples, but it was something really nice. It was a frame for the for the pastry or for the... Um, the fruits and vegetables yeah. that were available at the time. So it was you just had galette? I think so. Well, we had galettes, and maybe we had, oh, so we got there before they banned chocolate at the Green City Market. Oh, whoa. Chocolate Why did they ban, ban it? Why did they? Well, it's not local. Oh. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. So we had these little chocolate cookies that we had, hmm. um, and then we had maybe like a cornmeal lime cookie, which is also not like the cornmeal, sure. Local, but definitely not the lime. Hmm. Interesting. I'm trying to picture that. I think that sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure they were delicious. So on the topic of apples real quick, there are a million varieties of apples. Mm -hmm. I was actually just reading about a guy who's like bringing back extinct apples. He's a retired guy who lives, I think, in like Georgia or North Carolina or something. And he 
kind of hunts down these heirloom mm-hmm. breeds of apples and and is and he's rescued like 1200 varieties wow but my question for you is how can you name all 1200 <laughs> oh yeah no let's start <laughs> no, with so many types of apples what is the best for pastry what is there a go-to for you you know we we um we switch things up on a regular basis i like to use more than one kind of apple when we're baking because you get the same, different yeah same thing yeah because you get different qualities from different apples some apples are softer and sweeter some are, are crispier and um keep their their like mouthfeel a little bit more um they have more texture so mm-hmm. um we are always kind of bringing in more than one kind of apple and putting two at least two kinds together but i really like i think golden delicious is like a really like straightforward apple to bake with it has the qualities of sweet and a little bit tart it has a good texture when it's baked um but also empire apples are kind of really really tart and have a good um crunch to them granny smith yeah are that was kind of what came to mind you granny smith guy danny i do enjoy granny smith i mean my favorite apple is one that probably doesn't make sense for your application because i feel like the shelf life is not great but mm-hmm. like i i love a macintosh apple mm-hmm. like Mac. a great macintosh is very hard to beat for me okay but it's like such a short window that it's like the right texture yeah yeah they get soft I yeah think, like they get soft yeah they do mealy yeah that's, that's the, the worst, worst. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i like a uh, honey crisp and a pink lady yeah myself. those are great those yeah. are good ones those we have honey eaters. crisps at home all the time yeah. um, i had one this morning <laughs> yeah. real quick how was the was the initial response like was there other pastry going on there or were you kind of a standout i think there was maybe some other pastry um your arch oh, rival bitter uh oh broke the heart bakery um broken heart oh, no, no broken heart michelle garcia um, okay God, oh i, I know what you're of, talking about so i think she originally was working out of um kitchen chicago as well yeah bleeding heart bleeding heart yes yeah. When I, I said broken heart, I was yeah. way off. <laughs> B words. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you're there for a little bit, and then Florial's coming. Yeah, Florial's coming. Were um, you branded as Florial at that time? Yeah, okay. yeah. Where does the name come from? Oh, that's a good... Everyone asked this question, so um, maybe everyone will hear this and never ask again. <laughs> <laughs> that's your dream. <laughs> that's my dream. So... Um, the name comes from my mother-in-law. She hyphenates her last name. It's Flori Ol. So our last, oh. my la- last name in French is Ol. Yeah. Because <laughs> you don't pronounce H's. Um, yeah. And it's not, you know, I didn't want to open Ol bakery. <laughs> <laughs> Very confusing. It's um, a pretty name. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Scored the points with the mother-in-law. <laughs> yeah, we didn't move like, to France, but I named a bakery. We're not moving, <laughs> but... <laughs> That's perfect. All right, so you start looking for spaces. So um, looking for space, we finally uh, find the space where we're going to be. So you mentioned Milwaukee. What area of Milwaukee were you thinking initially? Um, So between kind of that busier area, like... um, Like Ashland to Damon, that spot? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like your location now better. I do, too. I do, too. And it's such a pretty... Yeah, I just love that little stretch. It's a nice neighborhood spot. Although, like, Mm -hmm. I feel like... On Milwaukee, there's like some nice neighborhoods behind there too. But yeah, oh yeah, there's great spots there. Kith and Ken used to be right near you. Oh my gosh, that was so nice when that was open. Yeah, it was was such an amazing. My sister used to live right there. Did you know that? Racine and Webster, right by kind of kitty corner of that park. Yeah, Yeah, what park is that? Doesn't matter. I should know. I know Brian uh, McCarthy once saw some people getting a little frisky. (laughs) In the park. 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 And this. Did he have his video camera on him? This killjoy called the police. 
No You believe way. that? What? <laughs> yeah. Let the kids have their fun, I say. I mean, unless there's kids playing nearby, but just mind your Man, own business. Man, they must have been getting pretty frisky from wow. the police. Yeah, I spent two nights in jail. <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, they did live there, and that is a true story. Oh my gosh. Not with me, of course. But... Uh, <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Scofflaw Old Tom Gin, a tasty, versatile spirit. Created in Chicago in 2012, the product was born out of a need for a bespoke iteration of the Old Tom style, which is the slightly sweeter predecessor to London Dry. Scofflaw Old Tom Gin carries classic notes of orange peel, juniper, and coriander while balancing on a subtle floral edge thanks to the addition of osmanthus blossoms. Its elevated proof is suitable in cocktails or unadorned. Scofflaw Old Tom Gin, complete your bar. All right. Sorry. Sorry. So you open the space and then how long did you, I mean, you had to do some sort of build out and this is where your dad yeah, thank comes God. in handy. Thank so. God for, for him. He was a huge um, help with that and really, um, yeah, helped us through that process. Cause I, I, after just, we did a renovation in this past couple of years. Oh mm-hmm. my God. It's like, did so, he help with that as well? No. Oh. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'll do one. I'll help you one. Well, the space is like so like beautiful and like intricate i don't it's not like just like an ordinary it's yeah build out thank you yeah it's architecturally interesting yeah yeah sorry thank Mm. you thank you i I don't see that anymore i'm like oh but (laughs) (laughs) you're you're looking down not up (laughs) but but for sure like it's it turned out to be a, a beautiful spot and um and yeah so he helped with that and um it took nine months to a year, I think. And were you doing like uh, intense R&D leading up to it, trying mm-hmm. to figure out what the menu is going to be? We were still like doing farmer's markets. Um, so we were in another kitchen. Um, we had a kitchen. Oh, God. This place was such a dump. Um, you know the <laughs> Congress Theater? Yeah. Oh, yeah. My wife used to live in that building. <laughs> there <laughs> family lived there. everywhere. Okay, so I want to talk to your wife because <laughs> the things I saw in that building oh, yeah. were like... You can't unsee. Oh, wow. Wow. She lived in Talia Hall too, what before like before Do Six and uh, they redid the renovation. But like, like why were you always living in music venues? I didn't even know that was. I thought I always think of like Home Alone two when, when Kevin McAllister's <laughs> up in the rafters. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Was that what it was like? <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and your kitchen was just like that. It, it was a lot like that. There, it was. Um, There's like debris falling into your food as you're making it. Not as we were making it, but sometimes we'd come back the next day and... Be like a piece of the roof on your table. Yeah, Pigeon feathers. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how much I should say. Like, <laughs> Yeah. But were, were, you, were you taking different items to Green City Market that whole time, and that was kind of how you finalized the menu? Yeah. I mean, I, uh, the Green City Market was definitely a place where we were testing things out and testing in a way where we could actually keep taking people's money and then putting that money towards actually opening a store at the end. Yeah. And you mentioned that in the beginning you expected, you know, you were thinking like Tartine, it was just going to be busy, lines out the door day one. And it was not like that. At what point were you like, okay, this is going to, this business is going to be okay. How long did it take to get to that point? Oh, wow. So, so definitely I I thought the first year was going to be hard. Yeah, it took a good two years, I think, before we really got our following coming in on a regular basis. It, it takes so much longer than you think it's going to take 
to get people to be part of their like regular activity. Yeah. yeah. What Just lessons? to remember you, that you're there and like yeah, and yeah. be part of the routine. Yeah. yeah. What uh, What are some of the lessons you learned? Do you think you could expedite that two years if you did it if you had to do it again, without yeah. like brand recognition if you were starting from scratch? Yeah. Hmm. Tim's looking to start a bakery. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, you know, I, what lessons did I learn? I think, you know, in the beginning, it's really important. Marketing and, and PR and stuff is helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and finding ways to get your name out. And also, like, knowing people, being yeah. part of the community yeah. is probably pretty helpful, I think, because then you've got people um, word of mouth talking about you. But you felt like there was some competition in the pastry world that like at this point obviously you have a very good relationship with many other oh totally you know i but in the beginning did you feel like kind of an outsider i guess i don't know i guess so because you know i didn't come up through the the culinary yeah it's not like you spun off of a restaurant or something exactly i I didn't know anyone when when we first came here um and but i I mean things weren't ever competitive we've always been really friendly there's just yeah well that that one little like uh, um (laughs) so so that's that but otherwise yeah always here to help other bakeries and how did you go about staffing without a good network yeah, yeah. So I remember so, uh, we put ads on Craigslist. Yeah, that's the way it was done did, back then, yeah. right? That's how it was done. And we had bakers. It wasn't so much hiring um, people in the back of the house. It was the front of the house. Mm. And our very first um, hire was for a barista. And he was the most amazing guy, or is the most amazing guy, Casey. He lives up in, in Madison, and now, you know, he was a kid back then. Now he's got two kids, is married, and, <laughs> and um, he was such a character. He, he's Civil War reenactment sort of guy. Whoa, <laughs> really? And l- would, like, dress a up. A real character. Yeah, a real character. A legitimate character. He, he'd wear the suit for uh, sometimes, service? Yeah, sometimes for service. Union he would dress or Confederate? Up. Well, I think, I think he's on the correct <laughs> side. <laughs> Union or Confederate. Yeah, no. Um, every, uh, uh, he would dress up as a cowboy and put tongs in his holster. Uh, I love this guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, what is he doing yeah. now? Um, he's an artist, so I think uh, he's... He, um, he is, uh, for a while, he was working for American Girl, doing, like, their set designs. Cool. Hmm. This guy sounds amazing. We got to get yeah. this guy in the pot. Oh, he's really... <laughs> yeah, we got to get this guy. K- Casey, I could go... I mean, we could do a whole pot about Casey, yeah. but I had to ban the Beatles from the bakery because that's all he would play. Just nonstop. Nonstop. Anything in particular? Any Every, specific uh, albums, I mean? All or? the albums. And then I was like, okay, Casey, no more Beatles. And then so he then would he be like... doing solo, Lennon, Wings. Ringo. <laughs> Ringo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Classic so, Casey. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what a, a jokester. I like that. Do you have a training program within the bakery? At that point? No. Yeah. But now, I mean, <laughs> now that you're established. Now, you're, now we are much more organized. Well, I guess we you have, said you had bakers and it was more front of house people that you were bringing in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so the people, so the person that I kind of hit up to, to man, manage the front of the house was Amber, um, a longtime employee who always sold for us at the farmer's market. And, you know, she did a great job. Um, yeah. And 
did you how has the menu i guess evolved over the years so you started cafe and bakery like you have a significant savory side to the menu not at first okay yeah yeah it's people kept coming in and asking where's the food food yeah mm-hmm. you need like, an egg sandwich uh, where's the food and yeah. i was like this is all food <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's all edible this, yeah. eat this food um so yeah it became clear really quickly that in Chicago, people need to have sandwiches and need to have savory food um, before they even think about eating something sweet. So real mm. quick on that transition from farmer's market to your own place, once you were able to source not just locally, mm-hmm. was that a huge relief to you because you were able to expand I mean, horizons a bit? A little bit. I mean... You needed that passion fruit tart. Wanted to have that passion fruit tart. <laughs> wanted to have... Um, you know, chocolate things. But still, I think we kind of um, try to stay true to our roots and really mm-hmm. use what's local because that's what's best. It's what tastes best. Um, but passion fruit, you can't take that away from me. Yeah. <laughs> Is that your favorite thing? I really love that tart. Yeah. It's really good. I think it's our favorite thing. No. Huge passion fruit fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I've come from a passion fruit family as well. And in a cocktail too, Danny knows. Yeah, that's true. It's it in, in the Liz Tierney... Uh, What's that called? Oh, the drink, the shipwrecker. Uh, yeah, shipwrecker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We named a drink for Tim's sister because she uh, nearly capsized this boat that we were on. Yeah, we took one of the electric boats out on the river, you know, by like Metropolitan yeah, Brewery. Yeah, and um, I love that place. Liz is like, I could captain for a minute, and then within <laughs> within two minutes, we were like, <laughs> she somehow we're like headed toward the bay, yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. yeah didn't oh, go no. well it was the last time but the funny thing the is when she tiller. offered to captain i feel like tim and brian were both like a little suspicious but they were like holding back yeah the, you like, know like let's see what happens yeah exactly yeah what's Liz, the worst they're skeptical she's not a driver she's <laughs> oh. she like i mean she has a license obviously but i remember like when we were kids liz got her liz is three years older than me so when she was like 15 she and her friend took um my dad's work van and she just drove it directly into a tree. <laughs> she just got behind the wheel and drove it directly like, into a tree. There's just a dent on the front. My dad's like, what the hell happened? <laughs> and then, so Liz got her license a year later. And then, so by that time, I was 13 and Liz was 16. And uh, I think Danny might know the story. But uh, we lived on the corner in our driveway. You know, you could go in one road and then you'd go through and out on another yeah. road. And um, so I took, I got behind the wheel of Liz's Jeep Laredo. I drove out one driveway, went to the stop sign, turned left, came around in the other one. When I pulled in the next one, Liz was standing in the driveway with her arms folded, tapping her foot. <laughs> That's she my goes, you're in trouble. <laughs> my parents ended up grounding both of us, me for taking the car out, and Liz, Liz for, ratting you for out. being a bad sister. <laughs> no way. And then Liz and Brian then went to, uh, to tour a bunch of parks nearby and see if there was any frisky business going on that they could report. Uh, this was pre-Brian for sure <laughs> by about yeah. 10 years. But I do appreciate That's where the, the seeds came from. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those boats have, so. Have you taken them out? Yeah. It's fun, right? We've done it. It's really fun. So have you seen the advertisements for, um, they have hot tub boats now? No. Yeah. Which sounds absolutely disgusting. Yeah. Swim, swim in a stranger's urine yeah. <laughs> on the river. Isn't that the tagline? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> What were they thinking? They're sponsoring this episode. We probably oh. should clean it up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, sponsor. so have you done the hot tub? No, 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 no. And <laughs> hold on. No. Have you gotten a disease? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, you look unwell. Have you been in a hot tub <laughs> on a boat? <laughs> My finger. Um, yeah. 
I've got this strange rash. Um, <laughs> but when you take the electric boats out at, uh, I guess Metropolitan's done. So yeah. something else will take over that space. Um, we'll have to, we could say at Judson and Moore, up at Judson go. and Moore. Yeah. Um, do you go north or do you go south? We went north. Okay. I think that's that's definitely, well, it's the, We did that. Yeah, we've done both. Have we? Oh, yeah. 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 Um, we need to get another one going. Yeah, I like going north because you get to see homes on the water and stuff. It doesn't really feel like Chicago. No. It's cool going south, too, because you get the architecture. You can, depends how far you can make it. Yeah. You know, if you yeah. have it for two hours, you have to go for an hour and turn around. Depends how fa- if Liz is driving, how fast, you know. <laughs> if Liz She's is driving, you're going straight to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> you're not coming back. <laughs> yeah, the river bank. Sorry. Oh. And then uh, the bank to get money to pay for the river. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you've succeeded. Florial has made it. You've been around for a long time. Looking back, what have been some some highlights? Oh, so many highlights. I, um, like highlights of like business highs. Yeah, sure. Oh man, um, or just moments that stand out to you. Oh wow! That's, How about pastry chef of the year? That was exciting because I was like, I that I did. I went to that and I thought, oh, it's never going to be me. Like, I think people say that all the time, but I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> you didn't have a speech prepared. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> and I was like, wait, you need a speech? <laughs> people are making speeches and I'm not a public speaker. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of a high and a low, I guess. Like, super <laughs> yeah, exciting. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh no, unprepared. Yeah, my nightmare. And uh, my worst nightmare ever. Yeah. Have people who've like baked under you gone on to do their own places yes that's the most exciting so so andrew um he was a bread baker with us and he opened sweet rabbit um on belmont in this past year and i mean he's doing beautiful breads and beautiful pastries really great with lamination yeah i mean kind of touching back on tim's point from earlier it seems like there's really been like an explosion in the bread scene pastry in the city of chicago there's so much great stuff out there there's like, I mean, we all need to be inspired by one another, I think. And so yeah. the more pastry that we have, I think the better the pastry gets. Yeah. And so. maybe a couple shout out questions. Mm. If you were not going to Florial and you were searching for, let's say, bread on one and pastry on the other, like who would you who would you go to? Okay. Those are good questions. Um, so I really like, I live in um, Lincoln Square. There's a bagel place up by us called RNA Sourdough. Um, they started making bagels and bread at home through the pandemic, like home bakers, and have been incredibly successful. Um, I love those bagels. It's in with, within walking distance for me. It's a win. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of great um, bakeries. There's Loaf Lounge, there's yeah. there's Publican, mm-hmm. there's um, Mindy. I yeah. mean, okay, so definitely shout out to Mindy for the bagels yeah. <laughs> as yeah. well. It's so great. It's just a lot further from home for me. Um, yeah, there's... And you need an hour to wait in line. Yeah. So busy all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. Um, and then are there like pastry chefs that you kind of seek out or... Maybe yeah. at restaurants too. Yeah. yeah, at restaurants. Um, God, I feel like I never go out. Yeah, <laughs> like, same. <laughs> New Year's I, resolution. Go oh, out more. There you go. There you go. Spend more money. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I always try the, the desserts wherever I go. Yeah, uh, it doesn't matter as long as it's not like I don't know some chef that's just throwing panna cotta on the menu just to have something on the menu. Yeah, yeah. Are there things that you see in a dessert where you're like, I'm not going to order this? 
Yeah. Yeah. What do you look for? What's a good uh, litmus test to test a restaurant's pastry program? I'm really looking for something interesting. I think. Yeah. Um, like a new flavor combination. Yeah. Or 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 a tried and true, and I'm like, hmm, I wonder how they're going to do this. Um, also, I'm always watching what everyone else is ordering. Yeah. And um, just to make like, it balanced. I want I want that. Oh, what do you okay. consider the tried and trues? Like what? What are the things were, that you'd expect to see? Yeah. And then you'd expect to see uh, executed well. Yeah, I mean, chocolate and hazelnut is, yeah. you know, classic. You always see that. Um, depending on the season, um, if it's, you know, the springtime, you're going to see strawberries in some form or another on the menu. Um, strawberry shortcake. Yeah, classic. that's a great one. Yeah, it's, it's so good. It feels like you're eating spring. Any tips for home bakers? Yeah. What, um, are, what are most home bakers getting wrong? I think home bakers, the biggest problem with baking at home and for myself as well, is not planning ahead and trying to do it all too fast. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you make a pastry dough, you need to let it sit in the fridge overnight. If you try to roll it out right away, it's going to stick to the counter. It's going to be a mess and you're going to be swearing and, and, (laughs) and it's, you know, breaking. You're trying to move it into a tart pan and it's breaking. Um, I think planning ahead and really allowing yourself time is what makes it work. And I'm not saying like you need to be baking for eight hours, but if you're gonna make a tart, make the the shell or make the dough one day, bake off the shell the next day and then fill it the following day. So what's some like essential equipment for you? Like you have like a favorite I mean, silicone a, spatula, you know, whatever, all the I silk love off, hat, That's whatever. a good one. I love um, offset spatulas. That's just angled at the, at the yeah, so, um, top, right? Yeah, so it it, it kind of goes like that. You know? Oh, I see, the, the handle. Yeah, so okay. you can get under yeah, something yeah, yeah. without, you know, touching the counter. That's mm-hmm. a really good tool. But a scale. Have a scale. Weigh your ingredients. Don't do this, like, cup Do you wish that thing. everybody used metric? Yeah. Yeah, I guess in pastry, that's kind of the standard, right? It's kind of the standard. For the longest time, I kind of fought against it. I was like, this is dumb. It's not. <laughs> um, <laughs> the international it, system is dumb. Is that what we call it? Empire? Em- yeah. Empirical, empirical system? Empirical system. Yeah, mm-hmm. empirical is dumb. So, so yeah, get a scale. You're just going to do a lot better, and you're not going to be guessing. One thing I just uh, bought was a uh, an oven thermometer. Yeah. They're going to say easy bake oven. No, I already had one of those. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's what we do all our baking in. <laughs> I have that in my creepy just crawlers a oven. of them. <laughs> um, but my oven was 15 degrees off. That makes a huge difference. Hmm. Yeah, not wow. loving it. So, so you, you, things were coming out and you're, they were just messed up. It was always, yeah, I mean, you can't follow a recipe as, you know, you always have to eyeball it a little bit, but, you know, huh. you should know how, That's crazy. how your I never oven actually reads. I mean, I've not had issues with our oven, but I would kind of just be curious. To oh, check I ours. guarantee you have issues. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, are there, are there, the food that comes out of it. I would assume you get that calibrated, You right? can get it calibrated. Okay. It just doesn't stick. Yeah. It's sort of, so like for us, our bakers, they're constantly adjusting, um, you know, at that sort of half point of baking. Is it all like blodgets? I mean, what do you have in there? We have a rotating rack oven and then we have um, a bread oven that has top and bottom heat, like hearth. Um, but for the convection oven, like when you're baking off croissants about halfway through, you're thinking, where should these be? How do I need to adjust? If they're looking on the light side, um, you're going to kick the oven up a little bit. If they're looking on the dark side, yeah, opposite. So real time changes. 
How long are croissants in the oven? 20 minutes. So 10 minute mark, you're taking a peek? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what's the secret to the perfect croissant? Why did they not exist when you were growing up in Rockford? What it makes it so hard to make a croissant properly? Well, I think nobody was making them um, uh, in Rockford. Yeah. There's the only thing we have is TGI Fridays. And beef Yeah. Is there like a deterrent? Is it difficult to make? A it's croissant? labor intensive. It's hard to do laminates, right? It's it's labor intensive, and it, it's it's a craft. You know, it's 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 a practice, just like bread baking. You have to feel the dough. You have to know how to do it, and um, you get better and better at it the more you do it. Um, Could you bake all these things like with your eyes closed at this point in time? I, I okay, so I'll say yes, but no. I mean, <laughs> I'm not baking all the time anymore. Like. Yeah. Um, and the bakers that work with me are much more skilled, I think, than I am when it comes down to it. Like, I, I know things. Yeah. I can look at something and know exactly what's going on. But I'm not doing it every day. I'm too old. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, what, it's what hard work. What has your role become more in the marketing and, and sales side? Yeah, so more of the marketing. I've really picked up a lot of the accounting recently, which mm-hmm. has been really good for me, I yeah. think, um, to because I always avoided that side of the business. I was like, I don't want to. Don't tell me, like, can we keep the <laughs> yeah. lights on? Cool. Yeah. I'm going to keep going. Now I've gotten a little, maybe a little too deep into it. Um, yeah. Do you wish you'd done that s- sooner? I think so. Yeah. I think it's important to really know where the money's going and keep an eye on it and and um, not rely on somebody else to tell you yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that I, I don't plan on doing the accounting forever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's where we are right Speaking now. Speaking about forever, mm-hmm. do, do you have plans to do other places? Did you ever want to do second location, third location? Yeah, this uh, we were so close this year to, or last year to, um, signing a lease for a second location, and it just didn't come together in the end, um, which is good because I don't think we were quite ready when it. To be but honest, that is the plan. But it got me thinking, like, okay. Would it be in Chicago somewhere? Yeah, yeah. I think there's lots of space in the city still. I mean, we're a big city mm-hmm. um, that needs more pastry. So yeah, people are always telling me, oh, open a place in Hyde Park. Open yeah. over here. Open over there. I mean, people have lots of ideas. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're yeah. looking forward to it wherever Thanks. it comes. Mm-hmm. All right, Tim. Without right, me now. grazing your arm. Oh, I was waiting for it. <laughs> yeah, I can't read. Yeah, Danny's been kicking my shin too, for the past yeah, 10 minutes. Short. I did actually also want to ask about, like, is there a most difficult thing that Florial makes? Mm. Um, I mean, I think the things that are really technically difficult involve chocolate, mostly. Um, so in the past few years, we've been working a lot more with um, chocolate and have gotten really, I think, more skilled in using that product and using it in ways that make our lives easier. So we do a lot of whipped chocolate ganaches. And so you have to start with a a really well emulsified ganache. And then after that, you add a lot of cream and you whip it up. And if you whip it too much, it's ruined. And and wow, what does ruined mean? It's all like broken and grainy, and the, oh, the consistency is not see. good. Consistency sucks. So when it's good, when it's perfect, it's like velvet. It's absolutely perfect. And the nice thing about it is it's freezable, so you can make mm. a batch of it and um, pipe it, and then transfer it on top of tarts or whatever you're going to do with it. Um, but if it is not good, it is bad. Okay. Yeah. All right. I had another question. <laughs> the difference between baking soda 
and baking powder and what roles do they play in pastry? Okay, so, oh, wow. This feels like a <laughs> final exam. Like yeah, Jeopardy exactly, or something. Yeah. So, so baking soda reacts with acids. It doesn't react with heat. So, so if you have a recipe that has acid in it, let's say buttermilk, that's where baking powder is going to do, it, do its job. And it starts reacting immediately when it hits the um, acid. Baking um, powder um, is also activated by heat. So um, it has like some of the, the qualities of baking soda, so it reacts with acids, but then it continues reacting with heat as well. And the reactions are expansion? Yeah, sorry, yeah. Okay. So air bubbles. That makes sense. Okay, mm -hmm. so it's really what catalyzes it, acid or heat. But it or seems like one would work in both, like yeah, everything's but not getting as heated much, probably. Yeah, so, so that's true, everything is getting heated. Um, the problem with baking powder in particular is it has if you eat a pastry that has too much baking powder or has not been fully reacted, it tastes kind of metallic. Okay. Mm. Um, so there is like an inflection point where it's fully reacted and yeah. converted into. No. It's something that like once you know the flavor, you're like, oh. Yeah, you're sensitive to it. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad I asked. Yeah, good question. And I had one too. other question. Mm -hmm. Nope, that's it. Did you, any kitchen nightmares that you've had to overcome <laughs> that stand out in your memory? <laughs> She's wincing and um, rubbing her brow. <laughs> oh, boy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So early, <laughs> a real kitchen nightmare was our kitchen um, in the summer gets pretty hot, and so we had one of those big industrial fans, and um, somebody went to move it, but their finger oh. Ooh, injury. got oh in the fan, gosh. and, like, it was... Sprayed. It was not... It was not. It was. It was really bad. So driving to the hospital, bad um, surgery. It, is the finger, finger back? Fingers I mean, back. normal. Yeah. Finger, I, fingers normal. Fingers she's, back in formaldehyde. She's um, got the use of her fingers. She's still a pastry chef, I think, in Portland, Maine. So wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It, it was traumatic because I mean, early on in business, and you're like dealing with like workers' comp and yeah. like. Oh, oh god. Oh my god. It was, um, yeah. There's That's that. a true kitchen nightmare. <laughs> that yeah. is, yeah. yeah. That was a legit answer. Yeah. yeah. All right, now we're ready for the gratuity round. <laughs> yeah. Now that Danny's dry heaving. Yeah. All <laughs> right. Tim knows I'm very sensitive. Sandra. But. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Billy Z episode when he's talking about dislocating his big toe. Ooh. Danny was like crawling under the oh, table God. in the fetal a, position. It was a brutal one. <laughs> This episode of Joiners is brought to you by Stock Manufacturing, makers of fine hospitality workwear. You obsess over the details in your space, so why stop at your staff's uniforms? Stock has something for every aesthetic. From fine dining to a corner cafe, they've got you covered. Choose from in-stock ready-to-wear options or design the perfect custom uniform for your team. For more information, visit stockmfgco.com. Here we go. What is your death row meal? Ooh, um, okay, so I, okay, it can be more than one, it can oh, be a meal. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So People I have stretched this answer, so don't feel we've bad. We've had half hour answers before. <laughs> yeah. I think Ari Vendersky's was 45 minutes. <laughs> it won't be that long. So I love a good salad, like a radicchio salad with, Ooh. I love, I like a really bright, um, vinaigrette on it that's nice and acidic and then breadcrumbs on top like salty yeah breadcrumbs crispy that's what i want oh and then after that pasta 
Mm. I'll eat pasta for days. What kind of pasta? Pasta shape? Ooh, pasta no, shape. I'm, I would more like the sauce. <laughs> the but sauce. Fine. Um, <laughs> pasta shape. A good like pork ragu. Yeah, like that's something, a great one. Something hearty. Mm. Um, something that if there's, I, I don't think you're supposed to do that, but you want to sop it up with some bread if there's any left. Yeah. I was serious about shape. <laughs> serious about shape. Um, okay. All right. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what, um, in that case, I would say like pepperadelle or something yeah. like okay. that. Danny, do you have a death row pasta shape? I mean, pepperadelle is pretty. I, you know, I like a bucatini. I like the hollow, oh, thicker yeah. spaghetti. Yeah. I also like angel hair. Angel hair? Mm-hmm. What is that? Totally Capellini opposite end of the spectrum. Something. Yeah, Capellini. Capellini, yeah. Um, yeah, I like all of them. But I, you know what? I will admit, I'm not a big fan of like, you know, the shit, like the... Rigatoni? No, like a macaroni or an orchette. Like, I don't like the individual. I, I like noodles. Oh, so you like long... Yeah. Oh, okay. You like the noodles slurp. are my preference. Mm-hmm. That's good to know. Yeah. What about the Spanish dishes where the it's the long noodles, but they're chopped up? Oh, yeah, that's... That's cool. We had that at Liz's last weekend. I think I'd so be cool good. with that, yeah. Oh, man. All right, all right, here we go. Favorite hidden gem restaurant? This is... It, it could be anywhere. Oh, it could be in know. the south. That of RNA sour, sourdough is that what it's called? RNA. Yeah, yeah RNA that, that is a good hidden gem. I, I didn't. I had never it. heard about. Yeah, it. we'll have to check it out. Let me let me do a shout out. Sure. South of France shout out. No, no, um, <laughs> Portland, Maine, because when I didn't get to talk about Betsy Gishiva, who opened a um, a pizza restaurant in Maine, and I'm dying to go there. If you follow her on Instagram, you'll okay. want to go too. All right, nice. I do want to go to Maine. Have you have you done a Maine? No, trip? I would love to. Should we do that? Yeah, that might be a nice trip. All right. Uh, favorite fast food? I don't eat fast food, really. <laughs> Have you ever had fast food? I've had fast food. Like, So here's how much I don't eat fast food. Um, my kid loves fast food now. But when she first started school, she came home and she was like, Mom, Josephine eats McDonald's once a week. Like, like judgy. <laughs> and I was like, uh-oh, I've done my poor child wrong. Um, yeah, we don't. We, I just don't eat it. All right, what's your daughter's favorite fast food? She, she loves Chick Fil A. Yeah, uh, yeah, like the mac and cheese. She, I think she gets like mac and cheese. She'll bring her own Tupperware and then put fried chicken in it. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> interesting. Chick Fil A is delicious. It yeah. is. Yeah, and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. What do you think is the next pastry trend, or what pastry trend do you think we're in the middle of? Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like my like? We're in the middle of a you giant. Don't, you don't notice anything right trending? You like uh, more demand for? Uh, do you have people calling for things? Yeah, I think that's maybe an int- uh, yeah a more interesting, a different version of that question is looking over the product mixes over the years. Have certain things like gained, and other things become less popular. Mm. What's in vogue? Hmm. I feel like we changed too. Savory right? is in vogue. Sa- I mean, everyone wants savory pastry. Yeah. Savory is. Um, big we do a lot of savory savory things i think what i would love to be in vogue is more whole grains more like focus on like you know, everyone thinks croissants have to be sort of unhealthy but if they're like made with starter and a little bit of whole grain and and they're more satisfying maybe if you could market a healthy croissant <laughs> i don't know yeah. if i could call it healthy yeah. but like yeah. <laughs> wink yeah <laughs> All right. What is your least favorite food? Oh, there's McDonald's. So many. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> poo poo on McDonald's. Um, oh boy. Um, least favorite food. I don't know. I don't. 
I'll always other than panna cotta. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because we have a panna cotta coming on the menu, and I was <laughs> I was really against it, but um, I haven't tasted it yet. It's, it's probably delish. It's supposed to be yeah. amazing enough that I'll I'll want to taste it. Yeah, and allow it on the menu. Um, what least favorite food? So anything like that's too jello-y, right? So it has mm. too much gelatin in mm. it, like texture. Yeah. And you were saying that like that old pastry style where it just be like covered in that. Goo, yeah. yeah. The gelatin. I don't like goo. That's a good answer. Yeah, no oh, is goo. That, that, does that come from horse hoof? Is that? I think, you know, it comes from cooked down, yeah, collagen and. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, that's like the, that's what they said about jello, right? Yeah, but now we're like putting that in our coffee, like. Yeah, yeah the collagen. Collagen oh, yeah. and, uh, yeah, so I don't know what I'm crying about. Yeah. <laughs> I guess my coffee is not turning into jelly. Yeah, there better. was a time where I was doing that too. Vital protein, yes, is what it's called. Yeah. And uh, yeah, kind of dump it in. Sh- I think Shannon got Ellie to do it. Really? And then it kind of just dissolves. You don't even have to stir it. It just kind of disappears. Yes, yes. And then sometimes it doesn't disappear. And you're like, mm, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> is that what a whole hook? <laughs> yeah, you got a whole hook. <laughs> they didn't cook it long enough. <laughs> All right, what is your favorite cocktail? Okay, so <laughs> this one I... Th- I I was I was thinking about last night. So I don't drink too too much, but um, I like no one does anymore. I like lighter <laughs> things. So like at home, I have a bottle of Lille in the in yeah. the fridge, mm-hmm. and I just like that with some bubbly water. I wanted to yeah, call like it soda. fuzzy water. Do you do like an orange peel or like grapefruit peel or lemon peel? Or if we have that, yes. Yeah, Lille um, on the rocks. Well, Lille and soda and soda. soda. Yeah. What's your ratio? I don't know. Just <laughs> You're just eyeballing. I mean, yeah. depends you know, on is, the day. It, is it a quarter? <laughs> are you going half? Um, so if there's a couple ice cubes, maybe like a third or. Okay. And then but then topping with soda. Yeah. 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 I get you. That's a, a delicious classic. one. Gotta love Gmail logging me out mid question. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you should have a committed to memory at to this me. point. No, it's different every week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Do you do you notice Google logging you out of your email no, every once in a while? I haven't committed the crimes that you have. Yeah, that's oh. true. <laughs> all right. Just getting frisky in parks all over the town. <laughs> all right. What is one thing that's always in your fridge at home that's like a staple in your home that's maybe not so obvious? That's That was a tweak we have to this. Because yeah. oh, okay. everyone was like, milk. Yeah, butter. that's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. I was like, milk. Yeah. Um, ooh. Olives? Yes. Olives. Okay. Ooh, nice. Black yep. or green, both. I, I like all of Just them. Just pitted solo. or pits? So mostly pitted because I'm lazy. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But you're just snacking on them solo or like putting them in salads? What's going on? Both, both, yeah. Because I know there's no martinis going down. No, there's not martinis <laughs> going down. Um, no, um, or I cook with them too. Like um, I like to make tapenade and oh, put nice. that on top of chicken or yeah, whatever we have. And another question for you specifically: What is what kind of butter do you have at home? I have Kerrygold at home. I do too. Same. I salted. We do yeah. unsalted. Ooh, you do Ooh. salted. I do Danny. salted. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't tell too many people that other than our hey, like expansive to season audience. Stuff, you know? You're supposed to use unsalted for baking, but they when I bake that. at home, I always use the salted butter and I add salt to whatever yeah. recipe. Oh, all right. So everything is really salty, and mm. my fingers are always swollen. No, <laughs> you validated my life. I thought that was from the hot tub. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> the joke is that we're recording this in one of the hot tubs in the river. Yeah, yeah that's right. We're floating down the river in a hot tub right now. <laughs> we're waiting for the locks to open. Uh, all right. Uh, favorite band or musician? Oh, so, uh, wow. I 
feel like I listen to so many podcasts. Oh, yeah. very nice. Now. We knew you weren't going to say the speed? Beatles. What speed the are you, are you <laughs> yeah. listening to your podcasts? Oh, you know what? For a while, I was listening to them at one and a half speed, um, but I had to stop because it was making me anxious. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That is That's my great. complaint I had as well. never, you know, so many people, seemingly so many people, some people listen to them at faster than one X and it had never dawned on me to play them any faster. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I like the pace of a conversation because I usually I listen to podcasts when I'm driving or walking yeah, with dogs. I'm driving, and I don't want to feel exactly like you're talking about anxious. It's yeah. not a good feeling. The voice, yeah, the chipmunk voice, and the pitch, and, yeah, yeah. No, but otherwise, music-wise, um, I don't know. That's that's kind of a hard question. I like uh, favorite concert you've been to. Ooh, favorite concert. Okay, you're gonna laugh at this, but. I haven't been into a concert in a while, but I took my daughter to um, Taylor Swift. Oh, nice. Not, at the United Center? Not oh, previous tour. Yeah, previous tour, like pre... Um, Pre-eras. Yeah, pre-COVID. That was that was amazing. Did you do the bracelet exchange? There was... Bra- is there exchange? Isn't I mean, that, had bracelets. That the thing? Yeah, and they like light uh, up. Oh, oh, I think wow. that's the thing is like, uh, they were talking about it on Dax, like Monica said that you like make bracelets and then you go and you trade them at the show. Oh. And that's like a thing. Yeah, that's I a don't s- know about that. Swifty culture. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, no, I'm not hand. a Swifty, but like I. Yeah, I have no knowledge. It's quite of the show. Yeah. It was quite the show. But All right. Favorite movie? Chocolat. Oh. <laughs> no, you know what? But like water for chocolate. Like yeah. water for chocolate? Yes. Okay, I don't know. one of my what, favorite tell us books, about it. but also, um, so it's Magical Realism. It's Como Agua para Chocolate, I think. Yeah, It okay. my terrible Spanish accent. Um, it is a phenomenal movie. I love it, love it, love it. Um, this woman who is cooking, basically, whatever she's feeling ends up in her food, and the people who eat her food, like if she's sad, they like just start bawling. Um, I've heard of this movie. Yeah. yeah. But it's also a, a fantastic book. It's like a Gabriela Garcia Marquez book, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Very good, Danny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Didn't have to Google it. No, you but didn't. I was thinking that he, whole time, like, who is this? You Bing? No, in my, in my Bing. <laughs> this Bing. Um, but yeah. All right. And then our final question. Mm-hmm. Unless you had another no, answer No, no, no. It, it's funny because that's not the movie that... Well, Tim said chocolat in a very funny yeah, way. So yeah. It really jogged the memory. <laughs> no, I said it in Johnny the Depp. proper pronunciation. <laughs> chocolat. <laughs> yeah. So I, I wonder what the other... It's a great what answer. What movie have you seen the most? Elf. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot of people's answers. Yeah. yeah. Or The Sound of Music. Seen, mm. Yeah. I hadn't seen it until actually a few years ago, but... The Sound of Music? Yeah. Oh, my God. I feel like it's I great. watched it every weekend so as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> but I watch, like, Pop, Mary Poppins too. a ton. So I've seen a lot of Julie Andrews. Never seen it. It's great, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You should definitely. Yeah. Well, I wasn't allowed to eat sugar as a child, and I think that song, my mom didn't want me <laughs> exposed to it. Sugar. Yeah, it helps the medicine. <laughs> I think that's the reason. All right. Here's our last question. If you weren't doing this, what would you be doing? Like sitting here right no, now? No, no. Oh. If you didn't have Florio. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <No, I'm> <laughs> I should specify. If I wasn't sitting here right now, If you didn't now, have I'd the career working. that you have right now, what hmm. career would you want? Okay. So I think that there's several different ways I think I would have gone. So for a long time, I said I would love, I would have loved to have done flowers, like, mm. which feels very similar to you pastry. Could call it floral. Yeah, I was going to say floral, floral would have been a great name for that too. <laughs> yeah, it probably would have made more sense. Um, <laughs> Then I guess it sounds a little like flower. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, flower, flower, both mm-hmm. ways. Um, 
I don't know. I think I would have gone into the healthcare field. Yeah. Hmm. Like, and, and I see. Oh, back to the biology days. Yeah, back to the biology days. Either nurse practitioner or you know. Was that the idea at the time? Something clinical, not it, it necessarily was pharma. More clinical. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, thank God you didn't do that. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I probably would have started baking now if I did that because I think so many people left yeah. after yeah. COVID. Totally. All right. Well, that is a wrap on Sandra. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, guys. This was fun. And that concludes our conversation with Sandra Hall from Florial Bakery. Thanks for listening this week. And remember, check us out on social media. We have a viral reel. We do. Wow, it's true. I think I think what we decided that 100,000 constitutes viral. That's true. If you look it up, if you Google it, that's kind of the consensus. Is it? Did yeah. you Google it? Uh-huh. Did you Bing it? <laughs> I'm trying to make Bing a thing. Dude. Bing it on home to me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, what do we think it's going to ultimately get to? We are talking about uh, the Kevin Bame reel telling the story of uh, decanting wine. If you don't know the story, check it out on yeah. our social you media. Join at hundreds of thousands of others who have listened and Pe- viewed it. People are loving it. Yeah. Um, you're wondering where it taps out. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously the, it's they'll slow never tap out, but you know. Yeah. What I'm I mean, yeah. When you see reels that have a million, over what period of time is that reaching a million yeah. views? That's a good question. I don't. Th- case I case. do not think it's going to get to a million. I think half okay, a million. Okay, this is interesting. What do you? What would you do if it hit a million? <laughs> would you? Would you streak through Scofflaw during a busy during hour? <laughs> no, you have to. Okay, if it reaches, if it hits yeah. a million views, you have to serve cookies at midnight at uh, Scofflaw in a gorilla costume. That's fair. <laughs> There's think no about way it. That's part- fair. I have partners. What are they going to say? <laughs> They're going to be like, why are you freaking out our clientele in a gorilla costume? No, people will be thrilled. They'll be like, oh, we heard about this on the pod. He must be at a million views. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we'll think on it. Like, I'm into the idea of thinking about something to do for a million views. I'm just not. Maybe we'll no do it idea. together. Yeah, we'll We're figure something together. out. Okay. Right, right what do you think? Idea. You think it's going to be less than a mil? I mean, I think it's in tap out about 500. 500? What's it at now? Like three something. Is it at three? No, yet? it hasn't reached three. It's about to be three, I think. I would guess like 280, 290, something like that. So I bet it reaches, it might get to half a million. I don't think it's going to get to a million. But that's like, do you agree that's kind of where it tops out? Yeah, I think we're in. Unless we get an. I so mean, we have to do something really outrageous if it reaches a million. <laughs> yeah, Maybe th- just talking about it, people will go and watch it. Wow, that is interesting. Times. Yeah. yeah. If we can convert these 100,000 listeners to just watching that view real one time. <laughs> yeah. No, five times. <laughs> No, but I, anyway, no, we've wasted it up. No one's listening. Yeah, that's great. That's another thing. If you if you listen to the end of the episodes, <laughs> yeah, let us know. Let us know that you're hearing this. Uh, text Danny. Yeah, is anyone out there? Yeah. Can anyone hear me? Well, <laughs> is regarding this thing on? <laughs> is anybody listening? Anyway, we'll see you next week.